It's another Hello Healthy, a Dignity Health podcast with Bill Klaproth. Hearing that it's time for you to get a colonoscopy gives many people an uneasy feeling. However, getting screened is one of the most effective ways to prevent colon cancer. Here to talk with us about colorectal cancer awareness and screening is Dr. Lawrence Malalari, a colorectal surgeon at Dignity Health. Dr. Malalari, thank you so much for your time. So first off, why is colon cancer so deadly? Hi, Bill, and thanks for uh, having me. Um, colorectal cancer is unfortunately a very deadly disease. Um, it is the uh, second cause of cancer-related death in the United States, um, and is the third most common uh, diagnosed cancer, actually, in the United States. Uh, most people don't realize this, but more people die from colon cancer than die from prostate cancer or even breast cancer. So it's unfortunately a fairly deadly disease, but it's a disease that we can prevent and we can treat if we can catch it early, hence the awareness uh, month uh, that we're, uh, we're getting into. So important. So speaking of awareness and catching it early, can you tell us then why colorectal screenings are so important? Colorectal cancers is one of those cancers that we know exactly where it develops, how it progresses, and how it's going to start from normal tissue to cancer. Um, because we know this, uh, we have developed ways to identify patients that uh, are at risk of developing the colorectal cancers. And we do this test um, through screening uh, tests. There's a total of three types of tests that we have currently. Uh, one is a stool test. Uh, uh, there's a number of them. And there's the endoscopic test, which is uh, colonoscopy that most people dread when they hear the word. And there's also a radiological test. And these tests are to identify uh, those abnormal uh, uh, lesions in the colon that can turn into cancer and uh, hopefully find them and remove them before they do turn into cancer. And are the screenings really important because there aren't really any definable symptoms? So, unfortunately, colorectal cancer is a, is a bit of a silent disease. There's very few, if any, symptoms uh, that will develop uh, at least early on when the cancer is uh, growing. Uh, most people will um, experience uh, things like bleeding when they uh, go to the bathroom, changes in their bowel habits, diarrhea, constipation, uh, change in the caliber of the of the stool, or crampy uh, and abdominal and vague abdominal pain. Weakness, weight loss are also uh, commonly seen in patients with colorectal cancer. And as you can tell from what I just mentioned, these are very common, very very non-specific. Uh, type symptoms. You know, just because you're having, you know, diarrhea, constipation, or changes in your bowel movement does not mean that you have a colorectal cancer. Um, that's what makes this disease, unfortunately, difficult to diagnose um, without a screening test. Right. It could be a bad night out or something. <laughs> you have those exactly. symptoms. <laughs> oh, my. So is it a good rule of thumb, then, if these symptoms persist for longer than a, a couple of weeks or a period of time, that's when you should consider seeing a doctor? Absolutely. Um, so whenever um, you know changes like this happen, um, they should never be persistent. So any any symptoms that are new and and do not go away after you know a short period of time, um, they should uh, always be discussed uh, with uh, with a physician uh, to look for uh, a different cause for for those symptoms. And unfortunately, cancer is one of them and should not be should not be dismissed. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Malalari, in general, then at what age should people start getting screened? 
So screening um, uh, uh, age is uh, currently uh, being uh, recommended by a number of uh, surgical and oncological um, uh, societies as part of our guidelines that we, we recommend patients follow. The current guidelines recommend uh, anyone uh, start uh, anyone at age 50 start uh, getting a, a screening colonoscopy. Uh, having said that, uh, more recently uh, we've been finding that a lot of patients under 50 um, are developing colorectal cancers. Approximately 10% actually of new colorectal cancers um, in the U.S. now are being found in patients less than 50. So the American Cancer Society has lowered their screening guidelines to 45. Um, and the screening tests are varied, as I mentioned earlier, uh, but at least uh, uh, an initial screening should be started um, at, at age 50 or 45. There's a number of patients that have other risk factors, um, which makes uh, them more uh, prone to develop uh, polyps and uh, cancer, and their screening uh, uh, recommendations are actually even lower. So if you have a history of colon cancer, you should be screened earlier then. And earlier, you were talking about the three different types of tests, but the gold standard by far is the colonoscopy. Can you tell us what is involved in a colonoscopy? It is uh, the gold standard, Bill, and the reason for that is because colonoscopy is actually a dual-type uh, uh, you know, uh, screening tool. Not only will diagnose a disease like cancer, for example, but will also treat it. And uh, we'll treat it by removing uh, those lesions, not just, you know, finding them. And that's the only tool we have that can do both those things. Now, during a colonoscopy, there's a lot of myths up there as far as what a colonoscopy is like. And, you know, people don't want to get it done because of what they hear. But basically what it involves is an initial stage of cleansing the colon from the solid uh, debris or stool that's in there so that um, usually the next day, the physician is able to place a flexible uh, camera, basically, uh, through a through a tube um, to visualize the inner lining of the colon and the rectum. Um, and just to give you an idea, the colon is approximately five feet uh, long, so it's a bit of a you know it's a bit of a long ways to go all the way out to the other end. Uh, but um, colonoscopy is able to 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 do that very very quickly and very easily. The actual procedure itself is not very long as far as time is concerned. And patients will usually receive uh, medications to, um, you know, to relax them basically during this procedure. And a lot of patients don't really remember the actual procedure itself. Um, some do, but the majority don't. The most difficult part that, you know, people have most issues with is usually the day before, which is the cleansing, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, even on that front, we actually made some improvements with uh, the type of uh, cleansing agents that we have to make it a little bit more comfortable for patients. And you mentioned lesions. Are those the same things as polyps? That's correct. Polyps um, or, or lesions basically just mean something, an abnormal tissue, something that's not supposed to be there. And if you find a polyp, do you generally remove it right then and there? Is that what you were saying? That's correct. Um, that's the, you know, the treatment portion of the colonoscopy that when you see a polyp uh, during colonoscopy, we have tools to remove it right then and there. Um, that polyp is retrieved or that tissue is retrieved and sent us to the pathologist for evaluation. And the pathologist will confirm whether that polyp has any tumor in it or not. Okay, really good to know. So if there is a tumor in it, is that one you say come back for screening, you know, not in 10 years, but five years or three years? Is that what happens next? 
That's correct. So depending on what that pathology will show on the polyp, um, then the recommendation for the next colonoscopy is made. If that polyp is benign, meaning that it doesn't have any tumor cells in it, uh, and it doesn't show signs of converting into cancer, then uh, the usual recommendations uh, are between repeat colonoscopy in three to five years. If um, the polyp shows tumor cells, then um, you know sometimes there's further treatments needed, including surgery, um, and the repeat colonoscopies are done more frequently, even up to six months to a year afterwards. Okay, gotcha. And last question, Dr. Malalari, and thank you for your time today. Yeah. When it comes to treatment of colon cancer, can you talk about minimally invasive surgery and the benefits of that? Yes, yeah, so uh, we've made uh, quite a few strides in uh, in the surgical treatment of uh, colloidal cancers, and one of them has been uh, improvement in our uh, technology and our technique, and that involves um, uh, minimally invasive uh, options. Um, and this includes laparoscopic surgery, which most people have heard of, uh, but also robotic surgery, which is the newest uh, minimally invasive uh, surgery available for colorectal cancers. Uh, what this involves is uh, removing a, a portion of the intestine or the colon where the cancer is located uh, through small incisions in the abdomen rather than those big, you know, uh, open uh, incisions that we used to do um, a while back. The benefits to that are, are several. Um, the benefits to the to the patient, obviously, you know, when you have small incisions in your in your abdomen, uh, the pain is going to be significantly less. And when your pain is significantly less, you'll be able to get up and move around much sooner. You'll be able to leave the to leave the hospital much sooner and get back to your to your normal life and your family. Uh, but we still do the 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 right surgery for the cancer, meaning that there's no drawbacks to mainly invasive surgery. And we have those uh, those options available here in uh, Kern County and Bakersfield as well. Well, that is really good news and happy to hear about those advancements. Dr. Malalari, thank you so much for your time. And for more information, please visit DignityHealth.org slash Bakersfield. That's DignityHealth.org slash Bakersfield. This is Hello Healthy, a Dignity Health podcast. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.